I think that it's so great that you are creating this community of people that are doing it along the way, because I think that is probably your, your secret sauce. Because when people are going through difficulty, the research is showing that if you have someone with you on the journey, you are much more likely to succeed than the people who are doing it by themselves. And the power, like I said, in the book social, the power of that social connection and people who understand the journey and feel your pain, feel your joy, celebrate with you, you are much, much more likely to achieve a goal than if you're just out there on your own. Welcome to the tribe. This is your weekly podcast from Tribe Sober. Whether you're already sober, striving to be sober, or just plain sober curious, you need a tribe. You need a tribe because it's so hard to do this alone. You need a tribe because you need support. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've got your back. Here at Tribe Sober, we have people at all stages of the journey, all helping each other to stay on track. On this podcast, we've got recovery stories to inspire you, experts to inform you, and plenty of advice on how to ditch the drink and change your life. So here's your host, tribe leader, Janet Gorond. Hello, hello. Now, when I started podcasting almost two years ago, I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to stick at it. Finding guests, researching guests, interviewing guests, and then editing the conversation afterwards was all pretty time-consuming. But then I read that 70% of podcasters actually give up after less than 10 episodes. Now, that seemed like a challenge, and I do like a challenge. So I kept going, and I discovered two things. The first thing I discovered was that I loved podcasting. I'm learning so much from the awesome guests that I've had on this podcast, and I even love the editing. The second thing I discovered was that through this podcast, Tribe Sober has connected with people from all over the world, and our membership is becoming more and more international every day. So next week, we celebrate our 100th episode. So huge thank you to our listeners who've helped us to get this far. If you're new to the podcast, then a big welcome to you. And if you've been with us since episode one, then a huge thank you. In either case, we'd love you to leave a podcast review. So this week, I've delved into our podcast download stats and highlighted the 10 most popular podcasts since we started. It's our top 10. But it is that wake-up call, I think, that we're all getting at this stage of life where we kind of just go, wait a minute, the party's over, <laughs> but we're still going, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's that's what it was for me. I was literally sitting on the couch drinking. I wasn't going out. I mean, we would we would be, of course, at holidays, family, get-togethers, every event that ever was social or, you know, anything that I could do to drink through, I would do. I mean, that, I used alcohol to get me primed before I went, during, coming home from anything, I was still drinking. You know, it was just that alcohol was the center of my attentions. So that was Laurie Massicott, who was my guest on episode number 72. That came in at place number 10 with 1,150 downloads. We released it in December 2021. 
And the title of the podcast was Why We Need to Ditch the Drink in Midlife, which is pretty self-explanatory. So my guest, Laurie, has a podcast of her own, which is called To 50 and Beyond. It's a podcast aimed at women in midlife, where she highlights the beauty of aging and the freedom that comes along with alcohol-free living. She's on a mission to raise awareness towards the life-changing impact of sobriety as we age, and she had me guesting on her podcast as an example of someone who ditched the drink later in life. You can find that on episode 182 of her podcast, which is To 50 and Beyond. Wine went from being uh, wine in a bottle to an industry that has been pinkified, that has been marketed to us as our me time. And because it's been marketed to us, and that's the story we've bought into as a body of women, we don't question our drinking. We do not ask the relevant question. And the relevant question is, is not, you know, am I an alcoholic? Dear Professor Google, what are the statutory units I should be drinking in a week to stay from compass mentis? The question is really, can I sustain my life healthily and happily while drinking this amount? So that was the fabulous Susan Christina. She was my guest on an episode we called Rebranding Sobriety. That one comes in at ninth place with 1,192 downloads and it's episode 67 released in October 2021. Susan Christina is on a mission to make alcohol-free living as attractive and glamorous as we all used to think drinking was. Susan shares her own story of recovery and talks about the drinking train that many women board. She pointed out that that drinking train was only traveling one way, the way of increasing dependence, rehab, and for some people it's unfortunately traveling to disease and death. Susan has created and edits a monthly magazine called Hola Sober. This magazine is quite simply rebranding sobriety from a place of struggle to an aspirational lifestyle choice. It's a beautiful publication and it reflects how to live fully and joyfully in sobriety. This magazine is absolutely free and you can subscribe by going to the Instagram page called Ola Sober. I never thought I'd be someone who would get so much um, value from being in an online support group. I kind of think I'm the wrong generation. It's not going to work for me. But I made a conscious decision to um, post twice a day and comment in the early days to comment on other people's posts. And you read stuff from people. You think this woman has seen into my soul. This person absolutely understands what I've gone through. And that's been a huge revelation to me. Coming in at number eight with 1,206 downloads, we've got episode 81, which was released in January 2022. It was called Take a Break from the Booze. We believe in challenges here at Tribe Sober, and every year we run our Sober Spring Challenge. On this podcast, we hear from three ladies who did Sober Spring 2021. Why did they sign up? What was it like? And what tips do they have? First of all, we heard from Claire, who explained that she didn't find it that difficult. 
She'd been procrastinating for so long that once she actually took some action and signed up for the challenge, she was more than ready. And she got straight through her 66 alcohol-free days without a slip-up. And then we heard from Helena, who struggled with drugs and alcohol for many years, but who is now making real progress. She was fascinated by the idea of a 66-day challenge and the fact that a new neural pathway can be created in this time. And finally, Pam explained that she'd been worried about her drinking for a while and that the challenge finally made it clear that for her, moderation was never going to work. Our challenges had plenty of useful tips to share. Make a plan was a big one. Claire explained that visiting an exclusive game farm carrying a huge bag of alcohol-free drinks may have bemused the staff, but it enabled her to stay on track. So if you're listening to this and you decide that you'd like to do a challenge, then just go to tribesober.com and hit join our tribe and we'll put you on our 30-day starter challenge for new members. There was this guy, I was talking at Huachland Hydro one year and, and this guy was there and he came up to me afterwards and he said, like, I'm here to help me recover from alcoholism. I don't want to go to rehab. I've just come to detox my body. What can I do to stop caving alcohol? And I said, right, this is what you've got to do. Every morning you get up and you have as much fruit and a nice handful of raw nuts or seeds with it. Just eat as much fruit as you can stuff your face full. It doesn't have to be early in the morning, but it must be your first meal of the day and eat as much. I said, if it's a box of mangoes, then eat the box of mangoes. And I've done that, eaten a box of mangoes, an entire watermelon. And you might do that for three months, and eventually what happens is you end up eating one mango, and it's really sweet. So I said, and just stuff your face full of glucose, and every t- of natural glucose, fresh fruit. And I said, every time you crave alcohol, just reach out for some dates or some raisins or even like a 100% pure grape juice or, a, you know, have sparkling grape juice. Um, it satisfies your cells' needs for glucose, and that craving will stop. So that clip was from episode 31, which was called Coping with Cravings and featured Marianne Shearer, who's a natural health expert. That one comes in at number seven with 1,215 downloads, and it was released in January 2021. Both of Marianne's parents were alcoholics, yet she became passionate about health, and she's published a best-selling book called The Natural Way. Marianne is a woman before her time, and she was advocating veganism 30 years ago. On the podcast, she advised people who've stopped drinking to satisfy their cravings by eating fresh fruit, not chocolates or sweets. Our bodies need glucose, and fresh fruit satisfies the craving for alcohol. We now offer this as standard advice in our community, as many, many people battle with those cravings for sweets when they stop drinking. Marianne also talked about the damage that alcohol does to our endocrine system and how it makes menopause much worse. I think that it's so great that you are creating this community of people that are doing it along the way, because I think that is probably your your secret sauce. Because when people are going through difficulty, the research is showing that if you have someone with you on the journey you are much more likely to succeed than the people who are doing it by themselves. And the power, like I said, in the book social, the power of that social connection and people who understand the journey 
and feel your pain, feel your joy, celebrate with you, you are much, much more likely to achieve a goal than if you're just out there on your own. That was from episode 57, which came in at number six with 1,279 downloads. It was released in August 2021, and the episode was called, Is Your Lizard Brain the Boss? Stacy shared lots of fascinating facts about the brain with us, including the fact that our brain tricks us into thinking that alcohol is making us happy, but in fact it's a depressant. And if you've been drinking for years, then the alcohol will have altered the balance of your brain, which is why you become increasingly dependent. According to Stacy, when we understand how our brains work, we can work with it, and that's when the magic will happen. A great analogy is to think of how we use our computers. We work with programs that are installed in our computers, not against them. Understanding our brains means that we can understand ourselves better and see what we're gaining by ditching the drink. We need to create a pattern interrupter, as Stacy says. We mustn't try and alter multiple habits at the same time. Far better to focus on just the one. And in fact, here at Tribe Sober, we always say, just chase one rabbit at a time. If you chase several, the chances are that they'll all get away. You're listening to a podcast from Tribe Sober. I think of alcohol like a magnet. When you're really close to it, when you're on day two or day four or day seven, the pull is so strong to drink. And as you get to day eight and 10 and 16 and 30, it becomes so much less. And so you really need to just start building up those consistent days away from alcohol and not have your screw it moment where you're just like, oh God, this is too hard. I'm just going to drink. Because like you said, Janet, you're just doing the hardest part all over again. And you're basically going back to have that magnet pull be so strong and struggling to get away from it again. Coming in at number five, we have episode 66 with 1,318 downloads. That was released in October 2021 and called Anxiety and Alcohol. My guest was Casey McGuire-Davidson. Casey went to several doctors and therapists about her anxiety and insomnia, most of which was caused by alcohol, but she was in denial about her drinking and she just didn't connect the dots. Like many of us, Casey started making rules. In fact, Casey and I had a whole conversation about the rules we used to make, and you can find that on her podcast, which is called Hello Someday, episode 77. Now, of course, the reason we make these rules is that we're still trying to moderate as we can't imagine our life without it. Having to give up completely seems like our worst nightmare. Whereas with hindsight, both Casey and myself can say that giving up completely was the best thing that we ever did. Casey eventually hired a sober coach and checked in with her every single day because as she puts it, she was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Now, many of us get to this stage eventually. At our workshops, I often hear people say, I'm done, I just can't do this anymore. And those people usually go on to succeed and thrive in their sobriety. We talked about mind shift. Casey has gone from seeing alcohol as a reward to seeing it as a maladaptive coping strategy. 
Alcohol is not self-care. How on earth did the liquor industry convince us that a glass of wine at the end of the day was an act of self-care, when for many of us it's the complete opposite? It can take quite a few years to become addicted to it, but what happens is when you do learn that there is an unpleasant feeling when one drink wears off and you need another dose to relieve that feeling, at that point, you're going to find it incredibly hard to moderate or to cut down or to do anything other than quit entirely because, as I say, every drink gives the desire for the next one. And for me, that's where the line is crossed because anyone who ever drank alcohol had a withdrawal from it. You know, no matter how mild or occasional a drinker, their brain will adjust to that alcohol. And when it wears off, there'll be a, a feeling of anxiety. Now, it might be so minor that it's almost imperceptible, but it is there. But where we start to have problems is when either consciously or subconsciously, we notice that feeling and we know that we need another drink to get rid of it. And as I say, when you've learned that, it's learnt behaviour and what's learnt cannot be unlearned. When you learn that, you're constantly then having to fight a battle to resist having the next drink. So that was William Porter, who comes in at number four with another podcast about anxiety. It's episode number 50. It had 1,510 downloads and it was released in July 2021. And the title was Why We Get Anxiety. So we talked about anxiety and how it's caused by chemical changes in our brain when it becomes oversensitized. If you drink a bottle of wine every night, then your brain will take the first glass as a signal that the rest of the bottle is on its way. And that's why moderation is so difficult and it's exhausting as we're thinking about it all the time. Cravings happen when we have a thought about drinking and then we start fantasizing about that drink. And the joy of giving up altogether is that we don't even entertain the idea of a drink so the cravings fade away. Dependency happens once we learn, consciously or subconsciously, that another drink will quell the anxiety caused by the first. And William also explained fading effect bias. That's when we think back fondly to our drinking days and we forget just how bad we were. Fading effect bias is responsible for many people falling off the wagon, as that's when they think they can now have just one. William also explained why it's a complete myth that alcohol helps you sleep. The truth is that alcohol ruins our sleep. It starts on the day I quit drinking, and I, it was it was a it was a bad day. I woke up um, the day after my birthday party, so I had a really bad hangover, obviously. And um, I went down to my kitchen, and my kids were all making loads of racket. And I had a terrible headache. And I remember thinking, you know, that the only thing that would make the headache go away is is hair of the dog, sort of another drink. But it was too early to pour a drink because, you know, I thought, you know, I had this hard and fast rule at the time. I had many hard and fast rules, but the main one was you never, ever drink before midday. You know, no, whether you're on holiday, whether it's the weekend, whatever, never before midday. And it was about 11 o'clock in the morning. And I just couldn't work out how I was going to get from 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock um, with this terrible headache and all this racket and feeling really 
you know, just generally awful. And I opened the cupboard and there was a tiny, tiny bit of red wine left in a bottle, which I saw as a sign because I rarely ever left anything in the bottom of a bottle. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just drink that inch of red wine and that might just take the edge off. And I reached into a cupboard, another cupboard and pulled out a mug because I thought, well, then the kids won't know that I'm drinking red wine rather than than something acceptable like coffee. So uh, I poured the red wine into this mug and drank it. And I did feel a bit better sort of almost immediately. And then I looked at the mug and it said on it, the world's best mum. You know, I felt so ashamed of myself that I haven't had a drink since then. That was, yeah, that was the very last drink I had. And that was six years ago now. So that was the fabulous Claire Pooley. She comes in at number three in our top 10, 1,587 downloads. It's episode number 39, released in April 2021, and it's called My Top Life Hack. Claire is a wonderful example of how your dreams can come true when you ditch the booze. Her sober blog not only helped her to stay on track, but it attracted a publishing deal, which led to her best-selling book, The Sober Diaries. She then went on to write The Authenticity Project, and she's just about to publish a second novel. So her childhood dream was to be an author, and now she is. On the podcast, Claire explains that she feels angry that we feel so much shame around our drinking, And that's why she did a TED Talk on that topic. Claire's top tip, she reconfigured her day. In the early months of sobriety, she went to bed at 7pm to avoid that evening drinking. And she got up at 5am, feeling great. Cooking the evening meal was a big temptation for her. So she cooked it in the morning and heated it up in the evening. Like many of us, Claire had a major low in early sobriety. She calls this the wall, and she believes it's our brain chemistry adjusting. Claire's blog, The Obstacle Course, went viral and is essential reading in early sobriety. Claire's key message in that blog is to keep going however hard it gets. Stopping and starting is the most difficult thing of all because it means you're just doing the hardest bit over and over again. Claire also said it was pretty impossible to do this thing alone. She said it was essential to find your tribe. So if you think we might be your tribe, just go to tribesober.com and hit join our tribe. I stopped drinking only because of you. And as a fun challenge to do the January dry challenge, Then it became six months, and I thought, oh, this is cool. I could last for six months, and then I drank again. And then I tried a second time for fun to quit um, just to, you know, take a break. And and now I think it is inadvertently permanent, not by design, but just by habit. So in the last 12 to 14 months, I've had one glass of wine, and that's it, and I don't think I will have another. So there you heard Eusebius McKaiser, South African journalist, talking about his relationship with alcohol. My episode with him comes in at number two and currently has 1,599 downloads, released in December 2020. 
Eusebius signed up for our dry January challenge a few years ago, and to his surprise, he's maintained his sobriety. We first met when I was on his radio show, reading out my goodbye to alcohol letter. We recommend writing a goodbye to alcohol letter on the basis that for some of us, alcohol is just like an abusive lover and we need to get it out of our lives. Writing a goodbye letter is a cathartic and powerful ritual that can help us draw a line under our drinking years. Go to tribesober.com, hit the inspiration tab, and then you'll see goodbye to alcohol letters and you could read the letters written by our tribe members. Eusebius shared with us the benefits that he's experiencing and he wrote a blog for our website called Sober Diary Reflections. Eusebius and I also recorded another Tribe Sober podcast together. That one's called Busting Sobriety Myths and it's episode 77. So just beating Eusebius with a mere 76 downloads is my story. This episode has clocked up 1,675 downloads. I can't claim too much credit for this as it was the very first episode. It was released way back on my fifth soberversary on May 2020. I talk about my long struggle with alcohol, how I nearly drowned by passing out in my bath at the age of 25 and carried on drinking, how I got breast cancer in my 50s, and carried on drinking, and how a walking, talking blackout where I lost six hours of my day made me finally ditch the drink. I talk about my quest for sobriety, my failure as an AA member, and how I finally got sober. I share my motivation for founding Tribe Sober and read out my goodbye to alcohol letter, and I also share the biggest secret you should know if you want to quit. So I do hope you've enjoyed that little rundown of our top 10 most popular episodes and that you will have a listen or perhaps a re-listen to some of those episodes. Let me finish with a message from one of our members. This message is from Helen. I'm feeling great and living in the moment. Something I was not able to do when I was drinking. My sleep is so much better. I actually sleep without waking up in the middle of the night, unable to sleep again. I've also lost a lot of weight and my memory is improving. My skin also looks better. And best of all for me is that I get up early to jog six days a week. When I was drinking, I would always find excuses not to exercise. I'm very grateful for this journey and belonging to this tribe for support. Well, that's awesome, Helen. So if you'd like to join our tribe and get those kind of benefits, then please go to tribesober.com and hit join our tribe. If you'd like our latest PDF, which is called Sobriety Battle Plan, just write to Janet at tribesober.com and I'll send it to you right away. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us and share the podcast. And we'd be so grateful if you'll leave us a review and I'll be back next week. Ditching the drink is like climbing a mountain. It's hard, it takes courage and grit, and an experienced guide. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've climbed that mountain, and we know the view from the top is amazing. We've used our experience to put together a unique membership program that will support you all the way. We've got challenges, chat rooms, sober buddies, trackers, and milestone awards, and that's just for starters. So head on over to tribesober.com and check out our membership program. 
It's the essential resource for anyone looking to ditch the drink and change their life.